Hello, and welcome to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. A weekly radio show featuring conversations with successful women who have shown bravery, integrity, and independent thinking to lead a truly rich and rewarding life. Broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And now, here's your host of Life on Purpose, Deb Coletti. Hi, I'm Deb Coletti, and I'm here with you today with my guest, Pamela Keogh. Um, Pamela Keogh is an author. Um, she is New York City-based. She has written some very interesting books. Uh, her first book was Audrey Style, and that's all about Audrey Hepburn, and uh, really an authorized biography of Audrey in a way that is very um, interesting and and goes into the complexities of what it is to be Audrey. And then after that book, her next book was uh, Jackie Style. How perfect, right? Jackie Kennedy, uh, Jackie Style. And then she went and did, made a major left turn, as she calls it, and wrote a book about Elvis. <laughs> she decided to, uh, you know, go to the uh, someone who is not as disciplined as Audrey and Jackie were. And he just had a great time. He had a lot of fun, and he loved what he did, and very edgy. And uh, wow, that's a story, and how she went from one to the next to the next. And all, all of those were authorized biographies. Elvis, uh, it was the first book that his uh, family um, actually sanctioned um, and, gave, and participated in, as did Audrey's family, as did Jackie's family, which is something to say about an author. This isn't a Kid, Kitty Kelly author here. <laughs> um, and her latest book is, our, the name of it is, Are You a Jackie or a Marilyn? Can you imagine? And that's coming out in November, and uh, it's a really good read. I got the galleys for it, and I have to say, very compelling. Um, before she was a writer, uh, she was a producer on television shows on um, Us Weekly, and she was on Extra, I think, for a while, too, on television, producing and writing, and a journalist for many, many years. But it seems like it always comes back to writing. Yeah, I, I was just one of those really nerdy kids, and I just wanted to be a writer. <laughs> and I was like six years old, five, six years old, and I just wanted to be Really? Yeah, and it was always hardcover books. It's funny. It was. Uh, it was. That was the dream. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And that you went into the other television stuff. You wrote for U.S. Weekly. I was an editor at Us Magazine when uh -huh. I was in my twenties, which was actually fun because my job basically consisted of going to parties. <laughs> so it was fabulous. I would almost take that job back just to go to the parties. Right. And uh, my, I started out in journalism. Uh -huh. I was an English major, trained. You know, went to journalism, started that. And just started writing and writing, then did, did some TV and, and just got an agent and a book deal and wrote my first book, and that was that. And your first book came to you as... As well, my, age, yeah. my my first book was called Audrey Style. Mm -hmm. It was a full-length biography of Audrey Hepburn. Mm -hmm. and, and then in retrospect, I had an awful lot of breaks because, number one, her family helped with it. Okay. They and, authorized and, it. And people asked me, how did you get the family to help? And then I said, you know, I just wrote a really good page-and-a-half letter. Mm -hmm. Very thoughtful and really nice stationery, and I mailed and, mail, and I she mailed it off. Manners, yeah. I mailed it off to California. And hmm. Rob Walders, I'll never forget this. I was at my parents' house. It was Father's Day on a Sunday, and the phone rang, and my father got it. And he said, "He said there's a, there's a, someone on the phone with kind of a funny accent." I thought, "Oh God, who was that?" And it was um, it was Rob Walders, who was essentially Audrey's third husband. Right. It was Dutch. And he said, he said, I'll help you with your book. Wow. It needed to be told, and it could have been told by, you know, not such a Kitty, what's her name, Kitty? Kitty, Kitty Kelly. Exactly. Yeah. We're well, unauthorized and not Yeah, and, and that's, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I was, I was 
pretty young and it was my first book and he just took a, a sh- and once that that book changed my life that, yeah. once you do one book and you do a really you know yes job, they see that you're then serious you can send it and off you do and your research they say okay she's like you said I'm yeah. that kitty Kelly goofball yeah exactly well that's amazing on a page and a half and that yeah. got you started yeah. and why Audrey well my you know my agent and I were sitting we were on a park bench thinking of, thinking of book ideas mm-hmm. as you know you do with your agent and she I, she wanted to do a series of books and women in style smaller books and it literally came to me in a flash, and hmm. I saw the cover, and I saw the every, and it, and it it's a book. It, it's beautiful photography inside, so right. it's it's really heavy paper. It's really kind of a pretty book. Photographs we haven't all seen exactly either. Right? And in a second, and like a second later, I just saw it, and I said, "I've got the, I've got the title, the cover. Will Givenchy to write the introduction?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I knew Givenchy, but, you know, yeah, I just it was that? like a movie. It was yeah. weird. It was like you just see the movie in a flash. And I said, "I have the title," and she said, "What?" I said, "Audrey Style." And she said, Audrey apostrophe S style. Yeah. I said, no, Audrey style, put them together. Yeah. Just and she said, what does together. it mean? What is, I said, it doesn't mean anything. You tell me what it means. But it it'll look really good. Things, right. But it'll look really good. But breakfast at Tiffany's, what, who didn't want to dress like that? The, yeah. the hair, the thing. We're still trying to emulate that. Exactly. When I heard the titles, and your latest title is amazing, but when I heard the title, I went, but of course. And I picked it up and bought it for my daughter. In fact, yeah. the last one. Clearly, why Audrey? But yeah. yeah. And then you went on to do Elvis. Hello. Yeah. No, I did, <laughs> I did Audrey and Jackie. Yeah. And the Kennedys right. helped with that. I right. got, and then I did Elvis. And I did the first authorized uh, book of Elvis Presley. Unbelievable that you got them to, to sanction it. You talked to Priscilla. Everybody. The Memphis, yeah. the Memphis I have them on my, my Blackberry right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the Memphis Mafia. They're all my friends. <laughs> they are. How long ago was that one? Uh, well, 2005. And date these. If you, the yeah, 99. Audrey Style. Audrey Style, which one. is still in hardcover, wow. selling. Wow. And then uh, two years later was Jackie Style. Mm-hmm. And then we did the Elvis book. And then I did, you know, What Would Audrey Do? And then I did this. I've been what Would Audrey books. Do? is the one I picked up from my daughter last yeah. Christmas, never knowing you, never knowing. You know, they, but it's a great read for everybody. It's a great gift yeah. for Christmas and holiday. And I'm pitching now, but exactly. I'm that's not okay. Pitching on my Don't show, worry, but, but it's also a great theme for my show, Life on Purpose. These mm-hmm. women, and even Elvis, lived their lives very. So they were thrown. Marilyn, your next book. Um, uh, they were thrown into the limelight, but they had to choose how you walk that walk, and with such class and grace. Even Elvis, mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. How you? Well, I, I have to say, out of all the books I've written, I, you know, I kind of loved Elvis. I mean, mm. it's a, I really sort of fell in, fell in love with the guy. Yeah. He was, um, you know, I meet people and they're all, oh my God, he died when he was so young and this and that. But honestly, by the time I finished writing the book. I, I was exhausted. I got bronchitis. I lost ten pounds <laughs> because in my in my oh brain, my I was part of the Memphis. Yeah. I was on the road. I was, and I really felt what it was like to be a superstar all by yourself. Mm. And he didn't have the Beatles, and he didn't have the Rolling Stones, and he didn't have. Pe- it was him. He, by himself. he was the, uh, and the he was really the first father superstar. of all of that. He, yeah, he was all by himself, and what it was like to yeah. be that. And it sounds like he was really smart, and that didn't come out. Till, I think you brought it out in the book yeah. a lot. He, how intelligent he, he was. He had in tremendous, navigating. tremendous instinct and tremendous. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, he wasn't instinct, book smart. Yeah, instinct, right? And he could sing a song like Picasso could paint. He did mm. not. And I've heard him sing opera, you know, the theme from the Flintstones, Happy Birthday, Blues. <laughs> he just never hit a... F- and that's what he could do. He could, and he was happiest when he was either, you know, on the road touring, on the stage singing... Creating. ...or in a recording studio. Really? Yeah. Everything else, he'd be at Graceland for two weeks and he'd just call up Colonel Tom Parker and say, set up something in Texas, i got to yeah. get out of here. He, he reminded me in a way of what Bill Clinton must be like. Yeah. Just, you want to be on the road. Right. You want to get out and reach the control, people. Control freak a little no, bit? No, no. In, in terms of his music. Yeah. He knew what he wanted. Yeah. And the visual presentation and all that. Mm-hmm. But he just he wanted to be out among the people. Yeah. And I've watched tapes of him, 
you know, in concert, it's almost a little, it's almost Dionysian. They, the crowds, mm-hmm. they want him, they yeah. want him, they want him. Well, it's, it's <laughs> an energy that's that force field that present, for, preceded him and uh, yeah. people wanted a part of yeah. before, during, and after. Exactly. And, and you can, he, that can give you enormous energy and you yeah. can live off it, but then if you're not careful. Well, that's the dark side to, of that. You have to rest up because it'll right. take everything from you. You have to learn how to, I don't, I don't think he ever learned to balance. Yeah. I don't think he learned. Yeah. yeah, which is where he was an addictive type personality, whether it was his music being on the road, it sounds like. But you're shopping, yeah, women, women, music, mm-hmm. more shopping. Control over women, that whole when, when we're going to be intimate in our relationship with Priscilla, that was a whole amazing part of his yeah. control. Yeah, he just, um, he really, i got to be honest, when I was on the book tour, I felt like I was like John Kerry on the Democratic, because mm. I was all through the red states, me. Yeah, oh, geez. And, and they have to have they never met anyone from New York, and, you know, pretty funny and um, education it was fun but I will say every time I went to a Barnes and Noble or a little bookstore there were always one extremely well-dressed middle-aged woman all dressed up with the hair the makeup Mm -hmm. all done up (laughs) and it must have happened a hundred times she raised her hand and she said I dated Elvis (gasps) oh my god every little place and the reason I know they weren't making it up because they all said the same three things about Elvis. Yeah. In different states, different. They said, uh, let, me think, let me get it right. Beautiful skin, huh. loved women, uh-huh. great kisser. Wow. Every single one They nailed one it, of them. and those are his pr- sources of pride, probably. He said, that's what I'm good at. Sort of, well, <laughs> Which is not that. We don't like a boyfriend like that, right? How what do you want? How many women did he have? Remember, Wilk Chamberlain had numbers attached to it. What did Elvis? Who could I, imagine? You know, I think it was a different era. He was yeah. a Southern Baptist boy, yeah. so I think they probably did a lot of kissing. Right? Yeah. He just, he just, you can just see it. He, when women they loved dated. Him. He was, they loved he was him. interesting about all that. They yeah. just wanted to be with him, yeah. and, and, you know, whoever he was, and I write about this in the book, but it was like, Whoever he was with at the moment, hmm. that, that was him. what was and right in front of him. Right, he was gone. Interesting. So. Well, it sounds like men in general, but they tend to. He was. <laughs> but how many of them the, look like the Elvis? poster child? Exactly. Like yeah. He, when you see Bill Clinton, he has those eyes pierce right through you, and you're the only one he's talking to in the whole wide world. That's quite remarkable. Um, picture your favorite picture of Elvis. That was so beautiful. Is that uh, which I saw in an interview which, that you did? This, yeah. this, he's young. He's probably 23. Yeah. And baby faced, but that skin. Yeah. It was that skin and yeah. that look. And what 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 is amazing to me about people like Audrey Jackie, mm. JFK, Elvis, even Mick Jagger, um, they were originals. They mm. didn't have stylist dressing them. They didn't have, it wasn't like a certain actress trying to look like Marilyn mm-hmm. or trying to look like Jackie or Audrey. You know, and, and, and that's why they're, they're, I think their style and their presence is so prevailing even today because essentially it comes out of their lives. Yeah. Yep. And, for example, you know, Jackie was the Eastern aristocracy. Right. Vassar, horses, sailing in Newport, you know, speaking right. French. And Elvis was coming out of the South, mm-hmm. out of the, out of, literally out of the dirt, out of but the ground. But it ground. was their uh, and organic it was the grassroots that came, that they, exactly. and, and Jackie grew it. I mean, she really developed it over mm-hmm. over time. She came from that, but she ma- modified it in yeah. such a way with access. Yeah. It really yeah, yeah. did help. Yeah, Jackie was sort of, um, she was part of the sort of wasp aristocracy, although, although of course, as an Irish Catholic, mm-hmm. they had to slip in the door. One could have taken it either way. Didn't exactly. really like them. You know, right. they weren't she really. She acted like a wasp, but act, she wasn't. They yeah. acted like they were French, but they were actually <laughs> Irish is the Kennedys. That's exactly. Okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. And, and, and yet she... She was smart enough to play the card. Yeah. And she combined... It was sort of a European influence. Mm-hmm. And she combined right. that with American sportswear. 
And that's what... Yes, and kept it very well. Ralph Lauren meets Da Vinci and and, uh, the rest. uh, Exactly. And took it to the pillbox hat and what an iconic fashion. Yeah, Yeah. Halston designed the pillbox hat. And they became great friends and they admired and respected her and she them. It Mm -hmm. was mutual Mm because she was smart and generous. And she had enormous, again, like Elvis, like Mm -hmm. Audrey, uh, like Marilyn, Mm -hmm. she had a tremendous visual sense. Mm -hmm. So she knew if she was going to go to Paris as the wife of the president... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That she was going to be in a sea of men in gray suits, and it yeah. was black and white photography. So she wanted to have. She better, I better wear white. I better wear blue, and yellow, it wasn't red. red. But what, yeah, you know, it was blue or white. But I, I, it, better, it was it not better, like you better Nancy get some Reagan. Color. Let me go for the power yeah. color and the whole thing. Yeah, she you better was get some color. Subtle. I knew how to play the charm. Yeah. Yeah. And the new book, uh, Are You a, a Jackie or a Marilyn? It's brilliant in that it's you know we can all sit there and go and. But, but of course I'm this. But it's not but of course. The way you parse it, it's very complex. It's not, oh, do I want to be a Jackie, but no. And actually, when we, that book is your latest book. And when we come back in the next segment, I want to talk to you more about that. To join in the conversation right now, go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Police Psychics, Find Me, with Kelly Snyder and Valerie Graham. This fascinating program explores how vetted psychic sleuths team up with law enforcement to find success, show how this can bring awareness, hope, and closure to families. Also presented are important possibilities which psychic assistance offers for law enforcement, especially at the beginning of an investigation. Host Kelly Snyder is a retired federal agent with 25 years in law enforcement. He's an author and the founder of Find Me, a non profit organization of talented worldwide psychic crime solvers, canine search and rescue volunteers, and others who provide leads in missing person and homicide cases. Find Me's work creates a raised awareness of how psychic abilities can add a tool to a detective's arsenal. Snyder is teamed with co-host Valerie Graham, an author and former sheriff staffer in correctional psychiatry. Join them Tuesdays, 2 p.m. at hearwomentalk.com, H-E-R-E, womentalk.com. Hi folks, this is Private Investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at abramsforensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at abramsforensics.com. That's abramsforensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. 
Okay, I'm back here on Deb Coletti with Pamela Keo, and we were talking about her books, and there are there are many, and they're diverse, and there are five in total. Audrey Style, Jackie Style, uh, What Would Audrey Do? Elvis, The Man, The Life, The Legend, The Legend, Aye, not bad. You knew that. And the latest one, Are You a Jackie or a Marilyn? Which is they're all just so compelling, and they're sh- fairly short and easy to read, and really easy to get through. My daughter was talking about it last night, going, "Yeah, I keep it in the bathroom, and I keep." And she oh. keeps reading it. Over That's and sweet. over the last one, um, but how who you are and how you got to to do the, to be a writer—that's yeah. clear. You said it's six, and continue with it. And what's happened to you through this journey? Um, the choices you've made to pick these people, but the people that have been uh, affected your life and yeah. your role models. I think you know, Tony. I don't. I think one of my strengths is I'm not that smart and I don't think very much. But <laughs> I don't. But buy I that. have not very. But minute. I have very good instincts. Good. Okay. And when, when, I, when, when I get an idea, mm-hmm. I do it. Listen to that little voice. Obey that little voice. Because I have friends, right. and they, you know, like one of my first boyfriends went to Harvard, and, and I think what those guys do is they get so caught up in their brain yeah, yeah, yeah. that they don't want to write one sentence mm-hmm. unless they're going to be Henry James, right, or unless they're going to be John Cheever, mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, you know, man, I'll just give it a shot. Good for you. You know, like I've written screenplays and you know, whatever. I'll just try it. Is it that the it New York girl in you? I hear the New York devil may care, street yeah. smarts, as well as the Vassar education. I guess I'm just like, give, you know, and I meet people, I meet writers. I would say almost, uh, to, to, to be a decent writer, you need a good ear. Mm-hmm. You need to write dialogue and, you know, you need, you need some discipline. But really more than anything is you need desire. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. You do need talent, but right. you need to... You know, it's like F. Scott Fitzgerald. He said, you know, right, being a novelist is almost like being a farmer. Mm-hmm. You've got to get up every day. And, and every day. Every day. Yep. Sit down and do it's it. It's true. And it's and usually the first paragraph you throw out. It's not the one you want to use, but yeah. it's taking the risk yeah, to start. Yeah. yeah. Although, honestly, again. I will say, I really, whatever you read is pretty much a first draft. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because you are. It, it takes a lot. It's like I just hear it in my head. Yeah. And I type. And I just go and go. And your personality sounds a little bit the way you described Elvis, which is you know what you want, you need to keep on your path. You know, if, you, if you're not working, are you bored? Are you crazy out of your mind? I, you know, I like you to travel and see my friends and, mm-hmm. you know. Stimulation, though, still. You know. Because yeah. otherwise you're just stuck in your room typing. This is true. <laughs> you're like 95 years old oh. typing. So I like to get out once. No, yeah. I like to go out and have fun. And, but it sounds yeah. like interesting stimulation yeah. rather than. Travel, yeah. see my pals. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And you have a German background. How well, no, that no, that's it. Now, we're actually, Keo is an Irish, 100% Irish. Were you born in Germany? Well, my father went to West Point. Okay. And I was born in Germany because he happened to be. Ah, uh, okay. Be so it was like for the week. Or whatever. <laughs> but there's no. Okay, so that, there's very little influence there. No, I'm a, I am 100% Irish. And in fact, once in a while, I'll meet them. 100%. And they'll wow. say, oh, you're such a great writer. I said, it's my Irish grandparents. Because yeah. those guys, can, they can't do much, but they can talk. They can talk. And they can tell a story. And they amazing stories. And, and when I see, like, George Clooney, yeah. you know, that could be my grandfather. It's like Mr. Charm, Mr. Hey. Bacon, you know. Well, he was taller than George. <laughs> but I'm just saying, and probably better looking. But they, they can just get up and roll. They can yeah. just get up and talk. And that's what it's true. they're good at. It's the safety and confidence, something about that yeah. yeah i mean i don't do my taxes i'm you know i i, I add on, i add on my fingers but i can i can but that's your special that's where you do what you do what you're good at yeah. you know and what love it, what follow you, your bliss exactly and if we're good at that no we'd be not be tax accountants you'd be hitting your head against the wall mm-hmm. but that's yeah for your uh continued path here at what do you see as your next step I might, if, if you weren't a writer what would you be yeah um no, I might, I might do some stuff on television. Mm-hmm. I might write it. I would love to make a movie, mm-hmm. write a screenplay. There are people talking about making a movie. I can see thing. any one of these, uh, of course. So, 
You know, I, I, I do, I will say, I feel extremely fortunate because, as I said, I, I don't, you know, I just tend, I tend to sort of jump in and start doing things. Mm-hmm. And then I look back, like, ten years later, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I interviewed so-and-so. Yeah. So it's like I'll just, if someone gives, you know, open the door that much. Right. I'll, I'll, I remember when we got, you know, the, the when I got my first book deal, they were like, who's this kid? Because I'd never written a book. I was a journalist. And why do we, quote, why do we need another book about Audrey Hepburn? Yeah. And I told my agent, I said, you get me $12, and I will write that book, and if I have to stay on the street corner, I will sell the hell out of that book. Wow. And I did, but I'm just saying. See? So I think you have to be, you don't get, I don't know how many second chances you get. Mm-hmm. That's you know? right. You but it's it. like when I got into college, I knew I was lucky to get in there. Yeah. Kind of, and I knew. You were going to use that opportunity and yeah. not make light of it. And yeah. do the best I could and not yeah. you know, screw up. And like, when your passion comes through, this is not yeah. you're not a shrinking violet. You are yeah. going to do it 100% right. or not at all. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm a Leo. I don't know if that's a Leo Hello, thing. double Leo really? right here. Oh, that's right. What date? That's all right. August 6th. 12th, double. That's very nice. <laughs> so we're happy such a great interview. I know. We just can't stop ourselves. So that's very cool. Look Jackie at, was a Leo also. As was, year, I as was Coco that. Chanel, Lucille Ball, Andy Warhol. Wow. Like all the, you know, insane people were all Leo's. So the other day when I was interviewing a director, a film director from Hollywood who just made The Women and she created Murphy Brown, I said to her, and I know her a a lot, and I said, so I'm meeting someone next week uh, who's written the book, Are You a Jackie or a Marilyn? What are you? And she goes, oh, I'm a Jackie. She goes, wait a minute. No. I want to be Carol Burnett, <laughs> which is so interesting. It opened up a whole other game. This could be a board yeah, game. It, could it be. really is. It could be, yeah. It's got so many caveats and yeah. pullouts from yeah. uh, because those two were perfect choices against each other. Who else did you have in mind? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it was always. I mean, because the, the yeah. line is actually taken from Mad Men. because oh. the they were they did a a uh, an ad campaign for a brazier. And the guys came up with all your Jackie and Marilyn. So they had, uh, you know, the kind of the, the blonde and the that. dark. And, right. And this really wasn't, I have to be honest, this was my, my editor called me up. And she said, you know, like a week or two later, I was thinking, I was walking to work today and, it, and there's a book. And I remember holding the phone, looking out my window saying, yeah, I could do that. Not that we had anything. We, mm-hmm. you know, I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I can do that. And then I kind of worked backwards and did the whole historical. And what I, it, it took me a little while to get the tone of this particular book because it's not straight biography. It's, yes, historically, you know, Jackie Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then it's society, and then, and then what I want to do is bring it forward to today. Right. So, for example, your daughter could read it, or you could read yes. it, or I could read right. it, or you could read it, and every you know, you get something out of it to, in today's society. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of combining three different threads. Yeah, no, and it goes deeply into, uh, the, of course, Marilyn, we all think, was the more sensual one, and Jackie was the more disciplined one, mm-hmm. but really, they're very, bush- I, Jackie was probably a great lover, it sounds like, and yeah. Marilyn didn't have to be so much because she was the beauty and so on. Right. So it's right. it, it has very many cuts. And I think and the great thing about our society today is that women can be either. Mm-hmm. You know, you can wake up in the morning and go out and run your That's own right. Jackie, but then right. if you're going to meet some guy for dinner, right. you know, put a dress on. Who are you on? pulling out? It's yeah. what we talk about in coaching and so and so on. It's who do you want, whoever you want to be, act like you are. Exactly. Become that person. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. just pretend to be that at a cocktail party. Be chatty. Jackie, right. and all of a sudden you're channeling Jackie. Right. It's exactly. not always easy. Exactly. It may be against type, but yeah. you can bring in your. But then again, Jackie was shy mm-hmm. and nervous yes. and scared as hell. Yep. You know, she was 32 years old, and her husband was going to be the, the president of the United States. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You bet she was, you know. Yeah. 
yeah, but she about stepped it. up and so. uh, had the wherewithal, which yeah. is wonderful that right. she did have the right. the intelligence and the the background. Yeah. But she stepped into it and created this amazing right. person. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. When I look at our our culture these days, celebrity culture, and we look at Marilyn and Audrey, what mm-hmm. would they say about what is going on right now? I, you know, what the, they they did actually all all four of them. They did, they did something very smart, and they understood. The power of reserve, hmm. the power of not putting all yourself out there. And then yes. I, I talk about this in the book. Would they, would they be on Twitter? Would they be on Facebook? Would they have a Blackberry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there is, there's a great line from Cecil Beaton, and he was talking about the British royal family. Mm-hmm. And he said, no daylight on magic. Which is the sense that you really don't want to see behind the curtain. You pulled your cards back. No yep. daylight mm-hmm. on magic. You, Love you don't that. want to open up the, you know, mm-hmm. the curtain and see the, the the machinations behind it. Right. And and Jackie certainly understood. In fact, once in a while, my mother's like a saint. She's always doing everything for me. And I said, Mom, just say no. Just say you're not going to do yeah. it. I said, leave, leave them wanting more. Leave them wanting more, which was a real lesson they lived by. Out there. Don't yeah. always. No. Well, in this culture today, you're hounded. Paparazzi, which was in, in, invented during the Jackie days, exactly. literally, yeah. is now insane. Right. I mean, they can't get out of a car, yeah. but often now they're publicists or they're calling ahead and saying, yeah. I'm about to get out of the car without my underwear right. on, right. Um, But yeah. which is so uncool, but you're yeah. right. It is, it's so kind of... Well, with Jackie and, quote, and, yeah. or, and Elvis, they all did. They had, like, Jackie, I mean, Audrey, rather, when she did her movies, she was, you know, did the interviews and so, although it was a more genteel time then, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then she would literally just hightail it and go back to her house in Switzerland. Yeah. And just wouldn't She would check out of the country, which would be really smart yeah who does and then in later years when she had say an interview with people magazine in the 70s she limited it to half an hour Mm. because she said after half an hour they start asking personal questions yeah and we're not going to go there so there is a way of you know you have to make sure that you make the media work for you and Mm -hmm. not right you know but have exactly it, have it go the other way. and publicists and it's commerce now I mean, it's always been about commerce but it's so out of control and it's a uh, hold yourself large yeah. and yeah. that's really not happening like and, it used to and what I think with the women all those people are still so so present today is again they had the goods to back it up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it wasn't Elvis was not a you do no. not stay at his level for 20 years as you said in one of your books you, you don't get the, you do get just 50 minutes of fame if you don't have the chops you don't yeah. have the intelligence and the right. and the, the backup to, yeah. to stay with it yeah so. It's uh, yeah, and that's a good lesson for us today. Yeah, you know, yeah. know your stuff. Know you know, do, study French, do the background, do the do background right? You know, when Audrey Hepburn was giving the speeches for UNICEF, she mm. and I love this image. She sat by herself in her dining room in Switzerland, in her, her home, and hand wrote her own speeches. Wow, and practiced, wow. and she spoke like five languages. So you, you know, if she had to give it to in French, she'd do it in French or right. Italian or whatever. Right. So, you know, both she and Jackie were extremely. You know, I almost think of them as schoolgirls. They were very fastidious yes, about disciplined about doing everything. their right stuff. And they took up. they didn't take their role so seriously. I, I make up that Audrey wasn't like I'm a famous actress, so that's what I'm going to be. Uh, as Angelina Jolie, I'm hoping is learning that fine line too. And Jackie too. I might have been first lady, but I have a job. I have a responsibility. Yeah. And they were wise enough and humble enough to give that back. Well, they never looked back. Also. Yeah. Once oh, Jackie left that White yeah. House, mm-hmm. she never put on a pillbox hat yeah. and, and the white gloves. Exactly. Oh, and so much more to talk about. And producer Man is saying we're going out now. We're going take a break we will be back in just a minute why not join in the conversation right now go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with deb coletti from life on purpose don't go anywhere hi this is judy collins from judy's house of oldies and you're listening to hear women talk radio on the zeus radio network 
Police Psychics Find Me with Kelly Snyder and Valerie Graham. This fascinating program explores how vetted psychic sleuths team up with law enforcement to find success, show how this can bring awareness, hope, and closure to families. Also presented are important possibilities which psychic assistance offers for law enforcement, especially at the beginning of an investigation. Host Kelly Snyder is a retired federal agent with 25 years in law enforcement. He's an author and the founder of Find Me, a nonprofit organization of talented worldwide psychic crime solvers, canine search and rescue volunteers, and others who provide leads in missing person and homicide cases. Find Me's work creates a raised awareness of how psychic abilities can add a tool to a detective's arsenal. Snyder is teamed with co-host Valerie Graham, an author and former sheriff staffer in correctional psychiatry. Join them Tuesdays, 2 p.m. at hearwomentalk.com, H-E-R-E, womentalk.com. Hi, folks. This is private investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all of your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at AbramsForensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at AbramsForensics.com. That's AbramsForensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code A. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4. Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only a barefoot landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. And we were talking about uh, Marilyn and Jackie and Audrey and being actors um, and keeping a fine line between being a famous person and being a private person that needs to give back. Um, well, I think in their minds, they, I don't think they thought of themselves as famous. Uh, yeah, honest, I agree. Which is almost odd to think yeah. about. But even someone like Audrey, she you, you really, in, in her mind, she wanted to be a ballerina, mm-hmm. but the war intervened, and they were starving in Holland, the Hunger Years, all that kind of stuff. So she managed to get to London and was doing like some chorus dancing stuff but she was too tall to be a ballerina Mm -hmm. and she fell into this acting thing Roman Holiday Gregory Peck got an Oscar her first time at that whole thing unbelievable but it was really the end of her life when she did the work for UNICEF she said I've been auditioning for this role my entire life love that so she was she knew she was lucky she really felt that she had a very slender and that's her word a very slender kind of a talent but but she was lucky and it was she uh, knew it the doors were open, yeah. she was able to walk through them, and she yeah. totally carried the mantle, but it was not what she was fully right. meant to do. Right, but but I will say, having, as a so journalist, having mm. interviewed a lot of people, I will say the fascinating thing about, say, Audrey mm. or whoever, the people I've interviewed who were truly, truly talented were the most down-to-earth humble. I mean, Givenchy, yes. Gregory Peck, 
lovely gentlemen. You know, I could go on and name some names. Robert Walders. Mm-hmm. And yet the people who were completely... I, I, years ago, I interviewed David Hasselhoff at some <laughs> oh goofball thing. No, but it, the it was, it, there's that line in, in Catch in the Rye when he says he practically had to take a step back when he answered your question. Like, yes. He was like that. It was like I was talking to Henry Kissinger. Oh so it's God. just funny how... Take themselves seriously you know, and not... And yet yeah. someone like... I interviewed Gregory Peck, who's a lo- or Givenchy, lovely, lovely gentleman. And yeah. so... Well, humble earth, down and, to earth, yeah, really. Exactly. And they have—they're extraordinarily talented. You know, the, 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 the talent is not in doubt, mm-hmm. but it's like, what do you like as a human being, really? Yeah, it's the, the the independence and the strength versus the vulnerability and the humanity. They're just people, and mm-hmm. they never have left that yeah. that launch. And that's what comes across on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, exactly. That vulnerability, the authenticity that, that, comes through. Yeah, and yeah. Elvis was exceedingly humble. Yes, it's, yes. It's kind of interesting to, to a think fault because they're so raw, open, yeah. they, and they wear their emotions on their sleeve, which is what takes them down with uh, right. addictions right. and so exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah. the dark side of that. And Audrey was also very uh, vulnerable. Yeah, and who you're surrounded by, and who uh, you're allowed to be surrounded by. As was by Marilyn. Handlers. Actually, Marilyn and exactly. Elvis were very similar. Yeah, we looked at the addiction yeah. part and handlers and people yesing them to death mm-hmm. and telling them they're. And at what point do you start behaving badly? How would we behave with mm-hmm. all that attention, sure. fame, and fortune? I talked about Well, that's about what I that. tried to get in the Elvis book because you know, people judge him this and that. I yeah. said, listen. When he was, a, you know, his father worked, you know, they, were ba- they, didn't, they, weren't, even, they weren't even sharecroppers. They right. Were they had no land. Wow. So the dad is right after World War II, down south, no mm-hmm. land, no money, nothing. Dad's working all year. I think he made $1,200, hmm. let's just say. Wow. Okay? They were basically about as poor as white people could be down south. And then in 1957, Elvis, you know, comes up with a hit and makes $900,000 oh cash Can you imagine? in one year. Yeah. And he's 19 years old. Right. And then every year after that, it's like a million, a million cash. Cash. Right. I. I'd go crazy too. Mm-hmm. I'd buy my mom a house. I'd buy you jewelry. I'd buy exactly. my friend a car. And you, you go, you go out of your mind. Yeah. It just be, takes right. over your life right. and so you on. Bet I, so I tried to get that in the yeah. book. Like you guys judge it, but until you've lived exactly. You and know. I say to clients, I wish you uh, success, not fame, because fame, it's a hard thing to live with, yeah. especially these days. Exactly. And how you're so raised, and we build them up to take them down, is what we do now. As we see with uh, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Exactly. Who I we actually, can't wait for them to fail I, again, and there she is. I feel real, and it is, like you said, it's worse now, yeah. because there's no place to go to take a break from it, yes. to recover and rest and right. get straight. Like Elvis always hightailed it off to Graceland. Right. And children, and had Jackie, walls and acres around to, or Jackie to went to Martha's him. Vineyard, right? You know, or eventually to Greece to get the hell out of exactly. here. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you need to carve themselves. out that place for yourself. Yeah, and if you don't have the right handlers and people around you, you can't, and they fall prey. And it is—it's a tough world to navigate because yeah, nobody um, cares. Yeah, none of those and people again, care. And again, in the judgment, how would we behave? I don't—not yeah. so bold no, to no, say. No, I wouldn't exactly. uh, push edges, and yeah. we uh, were fortunate. But how has this affected you personally doing these stories as you've been drawn into their their stories? It sounds like you get very passionate. Yeah, involved. I do. No, it's really—it's really—it's really fun and kind of nutty. Yeah. Um, I was telling a friend of mine. You, I almost—I know what it must be like to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And almost, or that you want to go from set to set to set to set. Because in sure. a way, it's almost a high. You get so into it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and what I find, like, you meet different, like, when I was doing the Elvis book, I was you know, dating a guy down in, El- down in Memphis who could have been Elvis, basically. He was Elvis. Break my I won't give you his name, but <laughs> he's still down there. And then when I was doing the, the Jackie Marilyn book, I, I started dating this movie producer. Oh and God. it was like, oh, he was so not my type. But anyway. <laughs> but, but it, it was it, a patch and fun, it, and you were playing the role. <laughs> it really helped me write Marilyn. Because yeah. I thought, that poor girl, she was, I knew one movie wow. producer, and that was like enough for me. But she knew hundreds of them. 
Yes. You know, guys like that who kind of tell a really good story, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and yet their words mean nothing. You know, that kind of a Hollywood oh, producer that type. Sad. Exactly. I know. exactly. And she was surrounded by hundreds of people like that. Mm-hmm. So in a weird way, it really informed, because Jackie, I knew Jackie, I could write, but Marilyn, for this book, you my, had to change who you were. To, my, yeah. my education was straight up, because yeah. I, I really had to learn, teach myself about her. Yeah, how to be there vulnerable and so. And she was smart and intelligent, too, but she really mm-hmm. was taken in. It's surrounded by a lot and, of users, yeah. as you know, Hollywood exactly. tends to attract. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, t- tell me, what's what's the story that that uh, we would be like? Oh my gosh! Oh, but, yeah, oh here's, a those great, here's a great Marilyn story. Uh, there was a time when uh, uh, they were looking for a, a wife for Prince uh, Renier of Monaco. Yes. And Ario Nassis was helping him look for somebody. They thought, okay, a Hollywood actress would be great, mm-hmm. like we did the first time around. <laughs> exactly. So uh, somebody came up with Marilyn Monroe. Wow. Nassis thought Marilyn Monroe, and she was goofing around. She's like, "What, Prince Reindeer? Where's he from? Morocco?" <laughs> She's kidding around. She's like, you know, whatever. She's joking with the makeup guy. And Onassis said, well, how do we know, how do I know he'll want to marry you? And she said, give me two days with any man. And of course he will. Oh, my God. So I love that. I it's love kind of, that. Like she knew her She knew her strength. She had the confidence. And then exactly. he went off and married Grace Kelly. But anyway, that was pretty, <laughs> That was right before the, they decided to go with Grace. Grace was the perfect <laughs> casting, though. And then, she, when, yeah. and then when she got married, uh, Marilyn sent her a, a telegram and it said, you know, congratulations, you found a way out of this business. <gasps> oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And she did. And it became a whole other acting business. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I just like that yeah. anecdote. Interesting. I remember in your your book with Marilyn and Jackie. Marilyn would uh, keep people waiting all the time, and she said, "But they'd always wait. Mm-hmm. But did anyone yeah. ever not wait for exactly. me?" Exactly, that's and a diva. Yeah, that's that a diva. is a diva. And but with such timing, yeah. you know, and instincts, as you said. Yeah. And Jackie yeah. would always meet a deadline. Yeah. She was just always right there, and and in I'm sure her. Uh, Leave them wanting more ways. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, Jackie was great. What I liked about her was that, and I would have loved to have had her be the first lady now, mm-hmm. but it's like if she didn't want to do it, she wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. So if it's some, some boring tea with the congressional wives, yeah. she's like, look, I'm going to get out of Middleburg and ride my horses. Really? Or I'm going to come to New York and stay at the Carlisle and shop. And not be, and go not to the ballet. Way. She'd cover it up really nicely. And then they'd say, oh, Mrs. Kennedy's indisposed, but then right. the newspapers would have pictures of her, like yeah. jumping, jumping on Jumping horse. horses. I'm out of here. And then JFK would get mad at her. Yeah, or something. she was but more of a tumbler than we realized. She was extremely athletic. Very athletic yeah. and ballsy, and yeah. she would go toe to toe with any man yeah. on many subjects. Exactly. Why would you want to be the first lady now? I would just yeah. love to see her. How you know? Would would she be the same way now? Mm. Would she simply you know do whatever she wanted? I'm going to uh, go horseback riding in Middleburg and the heck with it. And you know, I I, I kind of like that. Yeah. That's as did Marilyn. They had a tremendous streak of independence. Right. And that, that's very attractive. Yeah. Michelle. Michelle's kind of interesting in in that way too. I think she's yeah. doing her own thing she is. right now, she is, and yeah. I admire her for that. Much she's, she's got her own interests. And, and, yeah, and yeah. she's doing it her way, which right. is from Vegetable Garden, which may seem like making cookies, yeah, as Hillary yeah. wouldn't do, but yeah. it isn't. It's her, I think it's pretty authentic, but yeah. we won't get into politics much as I it's like okay. to. It's okay, as long as you vote. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Make sure you vote, everybody. Exactly. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure? Hmm. I love to travel. Yeah. I love eating chocolate. Yeah, beyond I chocolate. chocolate. I love dark chocolate. <laughs> I love riding horses. Okay. There's horse women I love in you. disappearing yeah. for a while. I like just splitting and just not knowing people not knowing where I am. Yeah. Kind of. Your family <laughs> I background. I love not answering the phone. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, not I, answering the I, phone. Yeah, I love, Leave me I love, alone. I love traveling and just sort of disappearing for a while. I love... My favorite thing, as was Jackie's, was just lay on the couch, drink iced tea, and just read. That's yeah, and get lost favorite. in the book. Yeah, and she 
would lay on the couch, drink iced tea, read, and smoke. So I didn't do that. <laughs> smoke but anyway, but anyway, you know. Hence that very sexy voice she exactly. had. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do after this book is done? Do you escape and hide and stop answering uh, phone calls? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, yeah, we're, we're doing, you know, doing a big push for it, and then I'll see what comes up next. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm excited because you know you work. You, I mean, it's, it's even now it's so wild mm. to physically see the book because yes. you work on it. And you're essentially so great. just in you're a room. Sign it for me before you yeah, go. Yeah, but you're in a room typing. Yeah. Looking at pages, just it's just this thing in your brain. You're like, God, is this? Am I insane? Does this even make sense? Yeah. And then, it, and, then it, and then it's like an actual book. So it's yeah. Kind of, How long did this one take you? Uh, to write maybe five months. Okay, because I saw Audrey Style. You did in like three to four months. You're fast. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, five, I have six to be. months. Is I have fast. To be. Yeah. That's but but when I'm doing it. You know, it's twelve hours a day. Yeah, and then and then I'm like, okay, I gotta take a break and get you know. And you are your own self-made woman. You pay your mortgage. This is your this is your life, and you yeah. are independent, single person. I am no trust fund. Nice. Audrey, Audrey Style <laughs> bought my first apartment. So there no, you go. no, I know, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, yeah. and that's that's yeah. what. We're and I do about. feel extremely lucky. I do because you know, I I, I go to Barnes and Noble, you go to Starbucks, and everybody's mm-hmm. there clicking away in their laptops, and I know. I know a lot of people would love to have my life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And to have the hit, the first hit book, and then yeah. and the ability to stay with it and yeah. have the chops as a great writer to get yeah, I feel, these family I, I to feel, say, yeah, write this book. Yeah, I feel very fortunate to have to have gotten a chance mm-hmm. at it. You know, because I, I remember when I was in my, say, 20s, and I was like, hey, what do I do? I always want to be a writer. And my big fear was that I was going to, like, you know, get married and have three kids, and then I'd be, like, 40. Then I'd be in Greenwich mm-hmm. with, like, four kids. Bored and be, like, to tears. And be like, what did I want to do? Exactly. And, and then I wouldn't be a writer. And then I, But I, I, I did have sense enough to know that if I didn't at least try the writing thing, that mm-hmm. I'd be really angry. Yeah, you would not look at my family back at your or whatever. Life. Like I, 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 I would hate my kids or whatever. Cause, right. So I said I, I just wanted to give it a shot. And I feel mm. very lucky that it worked out. I feel very fortunate and yeah. grateful. Very grateful. Yeah. Well, that it's become your family. You've created a family around you, Jackies and Audreys and Elvis. Right. And I, we, I, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I do have a pretty great family. Yeah. Tell tight. me about your background. Well, no, I'm just you know, um, I Many just have siblings, like five yeah. kids. Yeah. Really good friends. We're all nice. really tight. Isn't that the best? Yeah. And, I'm one uh, of we five as well. Along. It's a fantastic thing. And, and we are not shrinking violets. You know, as I, I, I <laughs> no, meet friends. No, I'm not surprised. And I'm like the Emily Dickinson in my family. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like the shy, quiet one. Oh, no jeez. And then they come home and they're <laughs> Little like. Little women, not. <laughs> and then they come home and they're like, you're not kidding. You are. You are like the shy, quiet one. <laughs> Like Are they the all around? Yeah, they're all around. Wow. We're going to go out and take a break, and then we come back and ask you some more questions about that. We'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> you, too, can join in the conversation. Go online to hearwomantalkradio.com and chat live now with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa. Featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 800-507-9145. That's galore. 
Visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver, Life is Good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats Galore at Barefoot.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try. Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Comments, questions, opinions? Then join in the conversation right now. Go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. So I'm back at Coletti with Pamela Keogh, and we were talking about the, the subjects that she writes about and her own life intertwining through their lives, which is unbelievably fascinating. And as you, uh, the effect of these people on your life, what, uh, in, in looking at this, what was your proudest moment? What is your proudest moment beyond writing the books or in your life? Well, I think, I, you know, I think the fact that I kept going, i got to be honest. I mean, yeah, when you look back on anyone's life, the fact, because obviously things come up, you have challenges, uncertainty, some mm-hmm. doubt, but I bomb Absolutely. And I look back at it now. Were, I've never had that, actually. No? no? Unbelievable. Never had that in my life, but I, you know, I can't afford it. No. <laughs> there was a famous writer, I think it was Colette, and she took her bills from the couture houses in Paris and she would tape them up on her desk. So wow. she would look at it and she would motivation right and there. And she'd be like, you know, I got to pay Chanel. I, I do not money. have a choice. That's right. Well, that, <laughs> so that's good. Hear that, people? Though yeah. that's yeah, you stuck with it and but didn't I, let yourself that's what get I would, down. Whether you know, and if there's anyone out there listening who wants to be either you know an investment banker or a chef or a fireman mm-hmm. or a writer or any damn thing, mm-hmm. just do it. To young just writers, do what it. Would, yeah, what would you say to young writers? Just do it. Just, just do it. Just keep. Yeah. The you want to write? You get up and write. Because mm-hmm. I meet a lot. Of, I meet a lot of lawyers, and they all want to be screenwriters. Right. And I think. I think. I don't think they actually want to be writers. I think they want to be on the Today Show. They want to be exactly. Or they, they want, want to go sign books at Barnes and Noble. Exactly. They don't actually want to sit and write. Right. So when I meet somebody, you know, I, I'm trying to gauge like, do they really? And I, you can almost tell. Yeah. You can almost tell. Do they, they want really? the fame part of it at the end of the day, or, or they want to do the step by step to step. Right. Right. you know, and I'm sure it's like that in either any other business. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's real estate or banking or being an actor or director. Yeah. You know, it's coming out. And when you get to that, but you've not had writer's block, but when you've had a down moment, how, what do you use to push through it? You know, I just, I just keep going. I don't know. I just, mm. you know, get out and go for a walk. Look at your air. energy. I think it's your energy. Yeah. You can't not keep going. I know. Pamela cannot stop. It's well, I'm also, you know, the granddaughter yeah. of Irish immigrants who went through a lot it's to true. get to this Potato country. potato famine at all. And it's, the English yeah. and, yeah. you know. Right. So this is nothing. Yeah. You know, my grandfather was in the IRA. I probably shouldn't tell this story, but anyway. He was in the IRA, and he was in the 19, uh, 1916 uprising, which wow. any Irish person knows about. Mm-hmm. He was a young guy. And the English got a hold of him, and he was basically put up against a wall. They said, okay, you have an option. We, we're going to shoot you, or you can go to America. And he had a sister, a beautiful Aunt Julia, who lived in New York City. 
and he got in a boat. Oh my God! Came to America. Talk about so you know, like I can't read, I can't meet my stupid deadline. That's by nothing. the seat of your pants, bootstrapping right there. <laughs> so oh I, my yeah, God! I think I, I believe that's nothing. Yeah. Like well, that's yeah, that'll weird. get you out of bed in the morning. That's so. your, your makeup. Exactly. You can't Just turn the other way. Right. Just keep going. Yeah. And what have you learned? What would you say are the biggest lessons you've learned from all of the people you've written about? An interesting thing, and this is why I love journalism, is that you know their lives from the outside may have looked like a cakewalk. Yeah. Especially someone like Audrey Hepburn. She was the princess. But then when you dig in and you, you, you go learn about the realities of their lives, and again, their challenges they need to go through, they're not any different than anyone else. They yeah. may have played on a larger stage, mm-hmm. but they still you know, knew heartbreak whatever, ups and downs, highs and lows. Yep. And yet, again, it's it's that human condition. It's the beauty of the human condition that we everyone shares. Yes. To keep going, to try to approach things which it, with as much confidence or, or faith or, you know, try to be a decent person as you can. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a, and, that, and that way, if you, you know, whether the whether it works out the way you want or not, at least if you look back on your life, you say, you know, I, you know, there's a great line that Jackie got from the Kennedys, and, and she always said, you know, you do the best you can, and the hell with it. And the hell with it. I like and that. I exactly. think that was, I was like, you know, I did yeah. this, I couldn't and you forgive yourself. Don't dwell. Don't whether, look back. Whether it like be a relationship or a yeah. business situation, right. it's like, you know what, a dinner party. Exactly. I did the best I can. Moveon.org. And that, <laughs> we just got to keep on going. That's, that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. No, that's good lessons learned there. Um, and who inspires you now? Who are you looking to as a writer and a figure that you'd want to write about or forget all that? Yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, people, usually it's, I don't see it quite, you know, I, I, again, I'm, I think I might write a screenplay or do something mm-hmm. like that. I don't see who the next person is yet, mm-hmm. which is not, I won't, I'm, I'm sure I will. Yeah, but, yeah, I have no idea you'd be on the subway, yeah. it'll come to you. No, there she goes, and that's exactly that what track. It, it kind of, you know, you're washing your hair and so, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Family life, your personal life, you yeah. have a lot of friends, you surround yourself yeah, no, I'm, I'm close to my family. I have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I'm dating. Dating? That's, that's a, oh. I will say, living a, living in New York yes. as a young woman, it's, you know, it's like a kid in a candy store. I love that. That's yeah. wonderful to yeah. hear. Because you don't always fortunate. hear that in New York. Tell me more about that. New Yorkers are always going, I'm single, I can't meet anyone. I, see, I, don't, the bar. I don't think that's true. Really? No. Well, tell me your secret. I, no, I just go to Starbucks. I don't know. I just walk down the street. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that's true, actually. Oh, yeah. tell us the story. Tell, yeah. I have so many listeners that are just really? wonderful women who have made a choice not to oh, stay in a relationship. Here's a great, or, here's a great yeah. line that actually I learned from Jackie. And this, she said this to Joan This Kennedy. is where you've learned all this. I like exactly. it. Exactly. And there are a lot of dating tips in the book, actually, from yep. Jackie and yep. Marilyn. But uh, uh, when, when Joan Kennedy, after the divorce from the senator, she was dating, and Jackie said, men can sense desperation. Yes, they so can. So either, you know, and women can sense exactly. desperation from men, too. Exactly. So I think no matter what happens... Stay loose. Keep it light. Look for until, friendship is what I say. Until you have a ring yeah. on your finger, do yeah. not act like you're the wife until yeah. you're the wife. Yeah. And date a whole ton of people. Yeah, I agree. I keep totally a, agree. And it's all in the book. And don't go I, looking I write for about husbands, you know? No, I write I, about all that stuff because yeah. it's all, you know, get involved with married men, don't get involved with whatever. I, all that stuff's in the book. But just, you know, there's a way to play it. Yes. Both of them could play men very, very and well. And it really isn't manipulative. It's just being smart. It's holding yourself large and holding back. And as we were saying about these great women, you know, you yeah. don't have to give it all away. And we're not just talking about cows and milk. But no, it's, no, it's, it's an emotional. <laughs> it's an emotional thing. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and just... Uh, Make sure whatever decision you make is the best decision for you. For you. And if I had a niece, for I'd tell you. her that. Exactly. At the end of the day, you got to make sure you're centered, you're happy, yep. taking care of yourself. And I say to people, young and old women, uh, 
uh, or men looking for relationships, look for a great friend. That's all you really need to have at the beginning. And then it becomes something more if it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And a lot of great relationships have come out of great friendships. Right. And I would also say... Not husbands or wives. Sure. Absolutely. That's desperate. Pigeonholes. But yeah. I would also say, listen to your first instinct. Yeah. Because your first instinct is generally. Yeah. It's like a note on a piano. Yeah. That's the right one. Whether it be business or, yeah. or, or especially dating or whatever. You you know if you if you you're in contact in touch with that you'll you'll pick up some vibes. Yeah. No, it's true. And also you have to revisit. I, I challenge that a little bit because I think that there are sometimes you go, well, that's not my type. But but then there's other parts of that personality that come out that are your type because mm-hmm. we have a picture. It has to be Jack Kennedy. And you know if I'm not going to find Elvis it's not going to be good enough for me well we have to open those you know yeah, absolutely walls just, a but I, I would just say pay attention to the energy yeah to the are energy are you happy exactly. are you whatever is it a downer I have three things out? that I need to have in a relationship okay. these are mine they need to uh, make me laugh adore me and match me in some way right what are your three oh, I'm a sucker for a smart guy yeah I like, I like intelligence okay. funny tend to go towards tall yeah like a nice pair of cheekbones. Like some, you know, I like beautiful hair, a nice pair of cheekbones, and smile. <laughs> but I, I will, I, yeah, but they, and they also tend to be sort of nuts about me. Yeah. I, will say. I adore you. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to adore you. That's to me. That's number one. Oh yeah, but they have to make you happy. Yeah, make you happy. And I love it. Yeah. I love it when you're meeting a guy for dinner and you walk in and he sees you and he's like he's about to fall over. He's so happy to see you. you oh, know? that's he's so like a puppy nice. dog. Exactly. I love when I get you know, it's like, Yeah. And you can tell. You can. You can't fake it. You can't. It's there. I. I think almost it's almost there or not. You're the one beginning. of the happiest single women I know in New York City or at all. That's yeah. wonderful to hear. Well, you see, I also think I want one, to do a whole show on that. I also think once you marry, yeah. it's a wrap. No more dating. It's no true. more meeting cute guys it's in the elevator true. and going to the movies. It's true. Whatever. So you better kind of... I'm with you on that. You know, or know. be married for 27 years as I was happily for many of those... All those years until I w- went, hello. And now to be happily unmarried is so great. Yeah. And to hang out with great people yeah. and, and have a whole new life, yeah. which people need to hear. Right. That there is life after marriage. Oh, or absolutely. Or in you know, 40s, 50s, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. It's all energy. It's it all is. energy. Like, again, when I did the Audrey book, you know, I interviewed you know guys who were 70 years old and they were extraordinary. Yeah. Right, they were extraordinary. Seventy plus Givenchy, yeah. Gregory yeah. Peck. Uh, so if you have that energy, they're almost ageless. It's There's true. Nothing to do with it's true. A, a number. It's and you more see that—that's such a good point. I want to do a whole show with you on that, and just yeah. people and energy and how we can be and you know, to take a, have what you're having for lunch, but yeah. not everybody can. So yeah. we have to learn how to pretend right. to. Right. Um, yeah. And that's a great book. I'll yeah. sure. see that book with you. Sure. Whenever. Um, yeah. What are you reading right now? I am not reading. I'm reading like. How September Vogue, you know, I'm, like, I'm goofing around. I'm reading Vanity Fair this month. No, I tend to read a lot Short of periodicals. I read, I'll read like philosophy and just. Go, yeah. it's interesting when I'm when I'm writing these kinds of books. I, I cannot read. Yeah. I don't read fiction because it ends up in the. I'm very careful because it ends up somehow. It will be. It's going to end up in the book. In. So I'm pretty careful about. Yeah. You know what I'm reading now. I, I mean, I could just read anything from. I, w- I always just really I could read you know page six in the New York Post. All yeah. the way to short and sweet, you know, and People Henry magazine, James, whatever. Yeah, the People magazine, Vanity Fair. I, I just like to read. I, I just I'm a big reader. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for being here, Pamela. What great stories you had to share, and a big reader, but a, an incredible writer. And I, uh, I'm happy to have people read about you on your website and mine. Yours is PamelaKeo.com. P-A-M-E-L-A. K-E-O-G-H dot com. And you can read about her also on my website, lifeonpurposeradio.com and also on hearwomentalkradio.com and I'll see you here next week, same time, same place. Love you, mean it. 
You've been listening to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. Broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. More information at hearwomentalk.com and lifeonpurposeradio.com. Join us next week for another edition of Life on Purpose.